When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. What follows may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world is full of stories. Stories of mysteries. Of curiosities. Of oddities. Join Kat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. Hey freaks, welcome to the very first episode, very first edition of the Inbox of Oddities. This is an idea I've been trying to get Kat to do for years and she's been like, no, but but finally she's agreed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're a liar, <laughs> is what you are. Kat came up with this idea, I don't know, three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and the idea is that we would, we, we, we've always wanted to share more of the correspondence that we get from you. Yeah, you guys have such great stories and insights, and sometimes you know someone who is kidnapped by Ted Bundy. So we, we want to hear from you, and when we do, we want to be able to share it. So this is an opportunity for to just focus on that shit. And again, if you have... Uh a strange experience, or if you just have a funny story you want to share, uh, you can email us curator at the box of oddities.com and you could end up in the box of oddities uh, in the, in the inbox of oddities in the inbox, in the inbox. Maybe we should have a special inbox of oddities intro. Like it could be like, dun, 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 dun. but like, you know how the wire every season would have the same song, but they'd have it re-recorded, you know, different versions of it. Slightly different. Yeah. All right. We'll work on that. God, I love The Wire. (laughs) This is one of the reasons why I wanted to start the Inbox of Oddities. During the Halloween season, leading up to our annual Halloween episodes, we had several submissions that weren't voice submissions they were just written and you and I we we don't do it justice during the Halloween episodes and so I wanted to have an opportunity to read these incredible stories that were sent to us and that's what I'm going to do right now thank you very much this is from Katie hi Kat and Jethro my name is Katie which is why she said that because it's her name Mm-hmm. Is <clears throat> I've written in one other time, and I was super excited to hear it read. I wanted to write in for your October listener stories. I've had more than a few experiences, but most of them happened in my late teens and early 20s. 
interesting. Hmm. One of the handful of incidents occurred at my grandparents' house in Texas after my grandmother passed away, involving one of the handmade items my grandfather made while serving time in prison. My grandfather was a military officer, a polyglot who knew seven languages, oh my God. including French, Dutch, Vietnamese, Korean, German, English, Spanish, and a few more I can't remember. Polyglot is such a great word. It really is. And of course, he was also likely a genius. And starting his retirement, he became bored. Smart people in boredom never mix well. And despite good intentions, he made some decisions that were meant to help people, but ultimately were illegal in nature. Which is a great way to phrase that. <laughs> it seems as though they happen to be, unfortunately illegal in nature. My grandfather went to prison right as my mother was finishing college. It definitely was not a happy time for anyone, but it did mean that my grandfather had a lot of time on his hands, mandated time out. He made a few friends in prison with members of the mob and a jeweler. Although we don't know much about them or their reasons for being there besides what you could imagine a mobster would be in prison for, <laughs> we do know that the jeweler taught my grandfather how to make pendants and other items. He made two cross pendants while in prison and one other item which I stumbled across in a dresser of a room I stayed in while living in the house. This room also had a full secret room Ooh. behind the back wall of the closet, which I didn't learn about until moving in. I want a secret room. I know. By this time, they had both passed away. I had never known my grandfather, and despite some obvious notoriety due to his prison stay, everyone only ever said nice things about him. It was, however, widely known in the family how crass he could be and that he enjoyed catching people off guard. He was the kind of man to abandon his pants as soon as he <laughs> stepped foot in the house and existed strictly in loose-fitting boxers inside the home, as my mom puts it. We were talking the other night, what, what would we like for our epitaph? Um, I think that would be mine. <laughs> existed solely in loose-fitting boxers. That'll work. This included times when she had dates come over. He would stare them down and question them over intentions, all while exclusively clothed in said boxers. Nice. While manspreading in the date's direction. Oh, no. Not, not in the loose-fitting boxers. The item I'd stumbled upon was a watch he'd made himself while he was away. It had a wide leather band and a watch face painted black with white Roman numerals and no glass covering on the face. My room was next to the room over from his office, which no one really used since his passing, so it was already kind of odd that it was in my room and not the office. My grandfather died pretty shortly after prison and close to a decade before I was born, so this watch was a minimum of 25 years old by the time I came across it. Hmm. It was not working when I first put my hands on it. I left the room to tell my mom what I had found and took it with me. I returned to the room with the watch, having learned of its origins from my mother, and left it on the dresser. I returned to it later and picked it up. I was looking it over when the hands began to twitch on their own accord. I hadn't adjusted anything or touched the open clock face. This freaked me out thoroughly. <laughs> I jumped a bit out of shock. I put the watch back on the dresser and rapidly left the room. But I will admit... I'm jumpy by nature. After informing my mom of what happened with the watch, she laughed and reminded me that my grandfather had a thing with clocks where they would always break or stop when he would buy them and bring them home. 
He had another clock, porthole-themed, on the wall in the living room that hadn't worked my entire life, so it was only appropriate that a watch he had made would only work A, after he had already passed, and B, with the sole purpose of startling his granddaughter. (laughs) I'm just grateful I was spared the sight of the boxers. It's been kind of quiet since then, which I'm only half glad for, because this and the other incidents were super interesting while they lasted, and they brought me closer to my grandparents in a weird way. Happy spooky season. Stay freaky, Katie. Well, it's not spooky season anymore, but it kind of always is. It always is here on the box of oddities, or in this case, the inbox of oddities. Hannah writes, I was relaxing in bed, about to start some adult activity, and I went to my favorite adult website. What do I see? A page explaining it's no longer available in my state. North Carolina has decided we need age verification to enter adult sites, and this particular site didn't want to be hacked for personal ID. So instead, I throw on the podcast to cool down, (laughs) only to hear Jethro mention ruin porn. (laughs) Yep, like this is my life. (laughs) It's been ruined for sure. I do recognize that that's not the kind of porn we were talking about, but it definitely added salt to the wound. Ruin porn. It's beautiful, though. To me, it's the allure of nature taking back what's hers. How nature finds ways to slowly crawl its way up the sides of roller coasters and plant new life into something old. To be fair, you only talked about roller coasters, but the second most common is mental health facilities. Mm. To me, it's leaving the gross and dark activity where it belongs in the past. The uneasy feeling you get that is unique to standing in an establishment where so many people have suffered and and taking in the awe of a mixed bag of preserved history in the macabre, the feeling of misery, and yet the beauty of it. It turns it into something new, knowing eventually it will be untouched and left to Mother Nature to decide what to do with. Thanks, Hannah. And um, Hannah, I have to say it was ruined for you, but your writing is very sexy. It's it's very sexy, Hannah. (laughs) Also, maybe get a get a VPN. That'd probably help. Is that one of those new toys? <laughs> no, no, no. It's something else entirely. And you know, in years past, late submissions for the Halloween episodes would have bummed us out. But in this case, it works out. Hello, Kat and Jethro. Wow, my stomach is doing flip-flops. I can only imagine what it's like when you guys start sitting down in front of the microphone. But I've wanted to tell you guys this story for years. Um, So it's a dream that I had when I, or maybe it wasn't a dream. I felt like I was awake, maybe. I'm not sure. I was probably three or four years old. I had gone to visit my dad. And at this time, my dad and his wife and my stepsister lived with my grandparents. And um, to kind of set the scene, um, the downstairs um, was like where the spare bedroom was and my grandma's sewing room and a bathroom and kind of like where uh, like the garage and the cellars were for all of our canned goods and we had gone to sleep. So my parents, or my dad and my stepmom, were sleeping in the guest room, and they had put my stepsister with all of her toys and everything in my grandma's 
sewing room, which had like a wall of windows that like in between them were glass bottles that they had found, I don't know, searching around like in Silver City, Idaho or somewhere around in there. We had gone to sleep for the night and I like remember waking up in the middle of the night and there was a door to the outside in my grandma's sewing room and like the door opened up and these weird, I don't know, like creepy creatures come running in. There was like a witch with them, you know, like like a storybook witch, you know, green face with the hat and the black dress. And like, I don't know, the, the little creatures with her kind of reminded me of like the little gremlins or something. I, I don't know, they were like little furry things. Not quite sure. Anyways, they all come like running into the room and they like start taking over like all the toys inside the bedroom. And I was like watching them and they were like laughing at me and I like sat up and I didn't know what to do. So I got out of bed and went into my dad's room to go wake him up, you know? And I'm like, you know, dad, like, wake up, you know, like, and I don't even, I mean, I was so young, but I remember them telling me, it's no big deal, just go back to bed. I'm thinking, no, it's a big deal. <laughs> I left their bedroom and I thought, well, my grandma and grandpa are upstairs, right? So I'm like, well, I'll just, I'll go wake them up. And so I leave the bedroom and I go to the stairs to go upstairs to wake up my grandparents and there's no stairs. The stairs are missing. It's this big, like black gaping hole. Um, anyways, I had no choice but to go back to bed where the witch and these creatures were. And so I remember going back to bed and telling them to leave me alone and like covering up my head. That's all I remember. But it was the weirdest dream. I remember it so very vividly. To speak about it to this day, it's like super crazy. Um, like I said, you know, three or four, you don't really know. But anyways, there's there's my freak story. There's, anyways, uh, hi, bye. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks for hearing my story. I've got to tell you, the longer we've had our aura frame, the more I love it. I have kids and they live about 3,000 miles away. And my daughter is expecting a child and she has been sending me updates on her baby bump through the aura frame. And since I can't be there to experience it with her, it's the next best thing. And speaking of mothers, if you're looking for the perfect gift to celebrate your mom in your life, Aura Frames are beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames. It allows you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and super easy to share photos with the Aura app. And here's the thing, if you're giving Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. We love Aura Frames and living so far away from family, thanks to Aura, it's the next best thing. It's like, it's like almost being there. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Box of Oddities freaks can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's 
A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code oddities at checkout to save. That's A-U-R-A frames.com and use code oddities at checkout. And you will save. Thanks, Aura Frames, for bringing my family a little bit closer. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. You know, as your kids get older, there are some things about parenting that gets easier. I remember once hearing my sister tell my little niece, if you put your pants on, I'll give you some Fresca. And when kids can start to reason that they get something if they do something right, it's a lot easier to manage them. Having that conversation about money with your kids, that's not the easiest thing in the world. Fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money until they're actually in charge of it. And that's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made just for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on the kids' spending and savings. While kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. Your kids will learn how to save, invest, and spend wisely thanks to the games that teach kids skills in a fun, accessible way. When I was a kid, I had expected chores, and then I had bonus chores. And bonus chores were where I earned money. And so if you're thinking like, hey, my kids should be doing stuff around the house. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. But maybe there's extra ways that they can learn how to be a successful financial money person. What was one of the bonus chores that you had to do? (sighs) Rub my mom's feet. And what did that pay? I don't know, like a quarter or something. Millions of parents and kids are learning about money on Greenlight. It's the easy, convenient way for parents to raise financially smart kids and families to navigate their life together. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash oddities. That's greenlight.com slash oddities to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash oddities. Sherry said, the first story happened 20 years ago. My dad was in a fatal car accident. Naturally, relatives were in town for the funeral. My aunt, his sister, and her friend were staying at my parents' house, as was I. We were all sitting in the big sectional couch sharing stories of my dad, things that he did to make us laugh, how helpful he was to others, and how we were awed by the amount of people that had come to his viewing to share their stories. This was later in the evening, around 11 p.m. or so. My parents' living room is rather large. There's probably 10 feet or so between the then sectional and the mantle over the fireplace. As we were talking about my dad, all of a sudden, every picture frame on the mantle fell off. Ooh. The way it happened, it was as though someone walked by and swiped them off the mantle. One might think, well, if one falls, it would be a domino effect. The only problem with that theory is there was a clock in the middle of the mantle, so the pictures were on either side. Needless to say, we were a little freaked out, but also comforted in the thought that he was there with us, hearing our stories and knowing how much we loved him. My second story also has to do with my dad. It happened a couple of years later. His nickname for me was Bear. I was in town, visiting and staying with my mom. She was out at some function, so I was there by myself. I was fixing something at the kitchen counter, and I don't remember what I was stressing over, but I was talking to myself, and I was angry. I suddenly felt cold, and I heard, very distinctly, in my ear, my dad's voice saying, Don't be like that, Bear. Everything will be okay. Wow. 
I shared that with my family, and my aunt made me a little picture frame with that saying on it. I have it on my desk to this day. Thanks for letting me share. I love you guys. You all make my day all the time. There are countless times when I'm cracking up on my way to work while listening to the podcast. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Sherry. Or Sherry. Sherry. Mon Sherry. Sherry. Kayla, or Kayla, (laughs) sent us this. I'm currently listening to box 562 when I suddenly remembered something that happened to me when I was younger and I thought you guys might be interested. My grandfather died of an accidental drug overdose when I was 16 years old. He and I were incredibly close. His name was Marty, but when I was a baby... He used to chase me around, pretending to be a monster. He would hop out from behind the corners and yell, to which I would then laugh and yell and run away. This became our thing when I was young, and I eventually began to call him (laughs) until the day he passed. I would go by his house every day after school, and we would watch TV and snack on bad food until mom would come pick me up. (laughs) Needless to say, when he passed, I was absolutely devastated. He was my favorite person, and I was his favorite person. He died in November 2010, and in April of 2011, I had a dream. My birthday is March 9th, and it was my first birthday without him. A few weeks later, I had a very vivid dream, so vivid that I remember all the details to this day, 13 years later. In my dream, my grandfather came to visit me. I knew he was dead, so I was excited to see him. (laughs) It took place in the apartment that I lived in when I was a child, where he first got his nickname. He hugged me in the dream and said, quote, I'm sorry I'm late. They wouldn't let me come see you. I have to be quick, but I just wanted to wish you a happy birthday and to let you know I love you so much and miss you. Then the dream ended, and I haven't dreamt about him since. Just wanted to share something with you, that this is both heartbreaking and touching. To this day, I truly believe that my RAR came down to see me on my birthday. Mm. I love that story. Me too. I also love the nickname RAR. RAR. It's so cute. And sweet. Ashley told us straight up that she wasn't going to record her voice for the story because hearing it on the podcast would, (laughs) quote, shatter her soul. (laughs) (laughs) My mom, she writes, and her fiance bought a house in 2009. We never really noticed anything going on until one night when I was putting my son down to sleep in the extra bedroom my mom used to use as the kids' playroom slash closet overflow. He started hysterically crying and pointing at the corner of the room. Let's just say none of us wanted to know what he was seeing. Then the random noises started. We would hear the fridge shut, doors open, sounds of footsteps down the hall. And then one night while my mom and I were watching TV, we hear what sounded like a large heavy book hit the concrete floors in the basement. We investigated, as white women do, and nothing was out of place. (laughs) The terrifying part was that we all began hearing each other's voices only when we were absolutely home alone, calling our names, talking, whispering in the next room. The only person who was ever touched was my stepdad. He was in his recliner in the basement watching TV in the house all by himself, and he felt a hand touch the top of his head. Behind him was the door to the rest of the unfinished part of the basement, where he had heard my voice before, 
No, thank you. (laughs) Someone once told me that mimicking voices isn't what spirits do, but demons, on the other hand. Yeah. I was never at that house by myself at night after that. Years later, my mom had moved out. My stepdad told me that after she left, everything stopped. He never heard a sound or a voice. I guess some people just help bring out the evil in a house. Thank you, Ashley. You know, I think there's a lot of truth to what uh, what Ashley is saying, that people can draw certain energies toward them. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, there are people that can draw the evil out of a house, even if it's not intentional. Yeah, and then be affected by it like everyone else is. And then it kind of feeds on itself. And the same is, I think, true of the opposite. There are good people that can bring the good out of a place. Oh, that's nice. I'm a glass half full kind of guy. This comes from Randall. Hey, freaks, I'm a trucker from Kansas City and found your show this past summer during my divorce. I'm sorry that you had to go through that. Thank you so much for bringing me so much joy during a stressful time. I listen to your episodes all day, almost five days a week. I have an odd story. When I was in seventh grade, I had a habit of not taking my thick textbooks home with me from school. Well, one Monday, I decided to bring my math, science, and history textbooks home in my backpack. Yes, they weighed a ton, and I wore my pack over my right shoulder only. I woke up early Tuesday to walk to the church breakfast club for middle and high schoolers. As the sun crested the ridge... Oh, I can picture it now. I swung my pack to my left shoulder. There were no sidewalks on my street. I was about 100 yards from my house when I looked back to see my elderly neighbor pulling out of his drive in his pickup truck. I moved over to the soft shoulder and kept walking. I heard his truck approaching. When I glanced back, all I saw was his bumper plowing into my left side. What? The textbooks absorbed the brunt of the impact. I was still thrown 10 feet in the air, and the wind was knocked out of me, but I wasn't really hurt. He got out, made sure I didn't need medical attention, and then left. What? (laughs) (laughs) Fast forward, I, I get to the church breakfast. Yes, I kept walking to the church, not going back home. Oh, my God. The adults freaked out at how much blood was running down my front leg, where I had several rocks embedded below my left knee. They told me to call my mom and tell her what happened. Here's where it gets really odd. My little brother answered the phone and informed me my mom was in the shower. I told him to tell her I'd been hit and I was at church, but that I was okay. After I hung up, my mom came out and asked my brother who called. His words were, Randall was hit by a truck, but he's okay. (laughs) Mom was freaked out. Yeah. And asked where I was. His response, I don't know, I think it's school. So mom spent 30 minutes calling the school, the police, the neighbors trying to find me. I didn't know this. So when I got to school, the staff was freaking out and pulled me into the office. When my mom got to the school, her first concern was not my well-being, but why I didn't come back home after the incident. My (laughs) My response was, I didn't want to miss breakfast. So thanks to my textbooks, wearing my backpack on the opposite shoulder, and moving over to the shoulder of the road, all things I never did saved my life that spring morning. You guys rock, and I'm loving your show. Keep flying that freak flag atop the odd mountain. I love it. 
I love these stories. I love these emails. And trust us, we have reams and reams of stuff that we can't wait to share with you. But we're always looking for more. Please share your story with us. Curator at theboxofoddities.com. Whether you write it or record it, we look forward to receiving it. Thanks for being the people that bring the good out of our house. And we'll see you next time. Until then, keep flying that freak flag. Fly it proudly, you beautiful freak. And so, let it be known that the box of oddities belongs to you. And its fate is in your hands. The Box of Oddities commits to the telling of stories. Stories of the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected. We wish to offer our deeply felt gratitude and appreciation for your patronage. TheBoxOfOddities.com As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. love history but hate when it's stuffy and boring? Well, look no further and join me, Katie Charlewood, your friend the neighborhood social scientist and reader of books, as I delve into unsolved historical mysteries, murders by gaslight, and of course, women who have been misrepresented through all time. On Who Did What Now, the history podcast that's not your history class. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.